Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are in tune to the Cowboy, the, the Cowboys <laughs> Global Cast here at We Are DC for L. That is, We Are DC for L. We are Dallas Cowboys for life. It's the Cowboys Global Cast, and of course, you got your main two hosts, myself and Tom. Tom, what's up, man? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? Just ready to talk about them Cowboys. Hey, the Cowboys, man. We need to get on them Cowboys. <laughs> uh, listen, man, you know, sometimes I got to get hooked on phonics. It, it, it is what it is. Um, listen, so we've had OTAs over with. Minicamp is now over with. Minicamp just concluded last week, right? Yep. So I'm excited, man, only because, you know, July the 22nd or 20, July 20th in that, in that range, we got actual training camp. We got action. Yeah. People it's report. close. Yeah, it's man. Close. Yeah, they report in the training camp, and we got action. It yep. is what it is. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm be excited about that. But let's talk about some of the takeaways from OTAs, um, from mini camp, and let's let let's be clear. Mini camp OTAs is you know basically the beginning of them putting in um, plays, right? Oh, OTA stands for Tom Tom. Uh, what was it? Off-season team activities or something like that, or it's voluntary. But it, yes, off-season team activities, right? Um, and then we have mini camp. Mini camp is not voluntary, but we we have everybody in. And of course, nobody's hitting. Nobody is in pads. Nobody is out there, you know, uh, trying to be really physical, quote unquote, air quotes for you guys who are listening. And they're not really trying to be physical, but they're showing what they can do in the position and making sure that they got all of the spots and the offense and defense in so that when they show up for a training camp, it's about that life. You know what I'm saying? So um, realistically, that is the beginning of where we're at with minicamp. So we've got some players that actually shined. The first one I want to talk about, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks yeah. shined in, in minicamp. 
And and the thing that you want to see, see, when you're on seven on seven drills, you need to understand this. In seven on seven drills, wide receivers, running backs, that's what you're going to be looking at. You know what I'm saying? And defensive backs and linebackers, you're going to be looking at them, see how they react, see how they move, see how fast they are, all those good kind of things. That's what you're looking at. This is where it's at. And Brandon Cooks has showed that he still got that speed, y'all. He still got that juice in the tank, man. What you think about Brandon Cooks, man? Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, well, first off, just generally, like, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, we're not going to know a whole lot about a lot of these guys until they get the pads on. But I think it's easier with with wide receivers and cornerbacks. I think more of what you see without the pads, you know, translates. Like, again, it's not – we need to see him with the pads on. But, hey, we, we, we knew who Brandon Cooks was, right? I just think – I think it's different. You know, I, you know, even these these guys that, you know, maybe play, you know, against them once a year. Um, it's until you see them every day in practice. Um, I don't think that you're really getting the full picture of, you know, who he is as a player. And I mean, he's just he's consistently good for a thousand. Like if he's playing a full season, he's getting a thousand, eleven, twelve hundred yards like every single year. Like this dude is a really good, really good receiver. I mean, he. I fully expect him to to step in and have and have a great year. And so, I'm not in the least bit surprised to hear that he's, you know, turning heads. You know, I can't. But I don't think he's going in and doing any, you know, anything above and beyond what he's done his entire career. I think it's just a matter of, you know, guys he hasn't they haven't ever played with him getting eyes on him every day. So, um, I absolutely it's great. Agree. Great to hear and the least surprising development of OTAs, in my opinion. <laughs> but I absolutely agree with what you're saying, man. I mean, it's one thing to see the speed on tape, but to get it up close and personal and see that, man, this, this guy got juice in the legs. Yep. And he got, to Tom's point, bruh, he got a thousand yards with some whack quarterbacks. I mean, he did it with, with not so great quarterbacks. So, I mean, if yeah. he can do it, that means he's getting open. And that's the thing that we like to see. He's getting open. And if you're getting open on our cornerbacks, you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Because we we really have a doomsday defense over there. So, uh, that's the first player talking about, man. And he caught a couple of touchdowns from Dak. Second player, man, Jalen, man. Uh, listen, um, Jalen's last name. I always lose it. The no, last Tobert. There we go. Jalen Tobert, man. Uh, because we got like 78 Jalen's on the team. Yeah, you, you, you the last name is important to know when it comes with the Jalen's, right? Jalen, right, yeah. So, but they're calling him the most impl- improved player in camp. Listen, I, I want to see, I'm anxious to see what people are seeing in Jalen Tobert. Like for real. Like, I mean, I'm not even being facetious when I say this. J- I mean, first and foremost, he, he, they're fighting, him and Simi are fighting for receiver number four. They're fighting for that position. We, Michael Gallup's number three, yes? Yes. All right. Uh, top, top, top three is solidified. Like, we know who yeah. one, two, and three are. Right. We cool. know who they are. So, we're, we're good, right? So, right. they're fighting for number four, and they're saying Jalen is, is coming for that spot. He is not letting Simi have it. He's closing practices with big catches. Um, running routes and 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 I think this is the thing that Mike McCarthy wanted to do offensively, bro. Like I think he wanted to make sure that everybody knew their place, knew their positions, and this is not an offense that's guessing coming into training camp. What do you think about that, bro? What do you think about Jalen Tobert and Mike? Yeah, so well, I think it's very important that somebody 
claims that fourth spot, whether it's Jalen, whether it's Simi. Um, I don't think it's likely, you know, that it's going to be a Dennis Houston or, you know, one of these, uh, you know, one of the, the, the guy that we drafted late, you know, and we picked up a couple more, you know, as undrafted free agents. I, I'm not expecting any of those guys to step Jaylen in, you know, Brooks on the fourth another Jalen. Yeah, but I'm not expecting I'm not I'm not expecting that he's going to be, you know, uh, he's going to be the, the the type of guy that has the kind of success in his first season season to justify, you know, being a fourth receiver on this team. Um, I think it's like we need we need it to be we need Simi and we or we need Jalen to step up and they are as unproven as unproven gets. Right. Um with Jalen, I feel like that we've kind of had to reset what our expectations are and sort of reset what we define, what would we, what what we would define as being a successful second season. Um, if before last season, if you had said, you know, second year is going to be the fourth receiver on the team and he's going to, you know, catch fifty balls and you know for four hundred yards or you know whatever something like that. For we'll call, we'll say four hundred yards. You wouldn't say that's a bust, but you would say that's 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 a disappointment, right? For a guy that was drafted in the third round. But at this point, considering he barely saw the field last season, if he used to 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 step up and sort of become that clear cut fourth option, um, and assuming you know those top three guys are healthy, that so that he's you know such that he's truly getting you know, uh, fourth wide receiver targets, and he has a 400-yard season, I mean, to me, that's fantastic. Like, we need a guy who can get three, four, 500 yards um, in that fourth spot, and then if Gallup gets hurt, you know, if CD misses time, if Brandon Cooks misses time, somebody that can step in and sort of not be a pro bowler, but sort of serviceably, you know, fill that hole. Because at this point, it's, we got CD and, and Brandon Cooks who are more than proven. Michael Gallup, who's a proven guy, but he's he's coming off an injury and he's you know in a, in, in a bad seat in a bad return year, right? Um, and then after that, it's literally com- guys that have basically never seen the field, right? Absolutely, I mean, it's a bunch of guys. So one of those guys has to be the guy. <laughs> and I, I that love I love what you're saying, man. That, that fourth receiver spot, somebody stepping up and claiming it, and not us giving it to somebody. It's different. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, now we come to the offensive line. We want the first five, the best five to start. And and it's this whole yeah. thing uh, with uh, Tyler going into the guard. Yeah. And we keeping out uh, uh, Tyron at uh, tackle, you know, and yep. then Terrence at the other tackle. And then, of course, Zach Martin at the other guard. And, uh, well, let's go. Um no, I'm sorry. Uh, Biotish at the center, right? Um, so, Tom, I need your help. I mean, I, I keep... I love Tyler's attitude about this whole thing. Yeah. Tyron has been hurt the last five years. Yeah, no, I get it. What 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 do you think we should do quickly? What do you think we should do with this tech? Should we keep Tyler at guard and then you know whatever happens with Tyron swinging back out or I mean because he's a young guy and we want him to get comfortable right like you tell me yeah no I think I think that's I think that's a consideration that you have to make right um and you you you, I, I feel like you often see and you know as Cowboy fans we have we have a little experience 
you know, with this, like I'm assuming, you know, everybody else does. And that's, you, you, you have to think long-term, right? And you have to think, well, yeah, this guy could probably play in this spot if he was getting regular snaps there, but can he play that spot if, you know, he starts off the year in, at, you know, in this in this case, at left guard, you know, and that, that player being Tyler Smith, and then we have to move him out to left tackle. I mean, that's not an easy position to play. And I think that most guys, I think that most guys can't do that, can't do that well. But I mean, Tyler Smith has pretty much shown that he can, right? I mean, like he played both spots last year and he played them both. I mean, I would say he played both of them well, um, you know, as a rookie. And so I think ideally we have guys in those spots that, you know, we have a guy solidified in all five spots. We 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 know we can depend on them. We know they're not going to get hurt. Um, but I feel like even being in the position that we're being in, and, and you know, you're, you're right that we can't trust Tyron. But, like, I just feel like you can – I feel like Tyler would do fine. Like even if he starts at left guard and then you just slide him out there, like he just, he showed last year, he can do it. He should, yeah. as a rookie, he showed that. Yeah, the rookie, and so yeah. as a second year player, I just in with most offensive line groups, I would say no, but with this one, I would say I'm completely comfortable with it. Like, I don't think I'm not worried about it, Oh, is Tyler going to be able to effectively play left tackle? If throughout the preseason he's getting, you know, almost exclusively left guard snaps, you know, and then Tyron gets hurt two games into the season. Like I have complete confidence that Tyler can just slide right out there and and do just fine. So I do think that it's totally reasonable to to think that it's really risky, you know, having Tyron out there and that he's, you know, a big injury risk. And I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen with his health, but I think you just get the best five out there. And this gets the best five out there. And I mean, we've been saying this, we've been saying this for months now that we think that this is the, like, it's a little scary, but like, and you know, I think. I mean, Tyron at, at, Tyron at 80% of Tyron is still better than the majority of left tackles in this league. Yes. Yeah. I still think like, he's not, he's no longer like all pro like Tyron Smith, like even when he's healthy, but I still think he's a good left tackle. I still say he's like in the top twelve, top. Yeah, top, I would say that. Top I would twelve, say that. top thirteen tackles in the league. I mean, he's good. Like he's yep. really good. He's yep. he's solid. You can depend on him. You know what I'm saying? When he's yep. when he's not hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh So that was that leads me to our tight end position. Now I, I'm just gonna say we have a tight. I'm you know I'm I'm gonna go ahead and show this picture for the people online. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we have a tight. <laughs> and when, when I look at it, I'm looking at Peyton Hendershot. I'm looking at um, you know, uh, uh <laughs> I mean look I mean look at him. We're looking at Peyton Hendershot, we're looking at uh Ferguson, we're looking at Shoemaker, um, we're looking at uh oh I forgot the fourth guy. Um is his a tight oh, Sean, we, Sean McKinn. Sean McKinn, they all look alike, right? They all look alike. Um, the play I think is gonna be separated. <laughs> yeah, we got a type, man. We definitely got a type. We we look for him, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like a guy at the club, he looks for the blonde. We got a type. We have a type for tight end. Um, the one thing I can say to you guys is this Shoemaker, Luke, what they've been saying about Luke Shoemaker is that he's deceptively fast, he gets in the scene. And he's going to do more than you think he can do, right? 
So these are these are the words that we're getting back. We know what we get from Jake Ferg. We know what we get from Jake Ferguson, man. And Peyton Hendershot, I, I, he's a he's you know your third tight end. I'm well, your fourth tight end after Luke. But look, I'm just gonna tell you, man. Well, no, he's third. He's third. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not scared about this tight end position. What about you, man? How, how do you feel about this in the mini camp and seeing everybody? Of course, Luke is in the boot now, but you know it's, it, that's nothing. He'll be out of that by by uh, spring camp. But how do you feel about the tight end group? Yeah, uh, I think I just I think I feel pretty good about it. Um, I think that it starts with Jake Ferguson, and it, it seems it, it it might seem strange and it, pro- it probably is to, to talk about to talk about Jake Ferguson the way that we do and you know I, I hear a lot of other Cowboy fans sort of talk about him in a similar way just having a lot of confidence that we've got something good in this guy and I mean what he, he, didn't, he didn't even catch 20 balls last year hundreds you know 19 catches 174 yards but like he just kind of likes what you saw when he was out there right Absolutely. and like the couple the couple of games that, that Dalton was out like he didn't he didn't light it up. You know, he had like, I think 30 yards receiving in a game and 40 yards in another. And like, but it, it, if you have a rookie and, and, and it's only two games, like it's a small sample size, but you might look at that and say, well, that's not a good game. If you get 40 yards, if you get 40 yards a game, like as a rookie tied in, like that's excellent. And again, I know we're only talking like, we're only talking two games, but it just seemed like when he was out there that, you know, Dak was comfortable, like looking for him. He looked sure-handed. You know, those 19 catches came on only 22 targets. Um, you know, he's 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 solid in the run game um, in terms of his run blocking. Um, I you just feel comfortable with him, right? I feel sure. comfortable with him. Like I think he's. I feel like his floor is going to be like pretty close to like an average. You know, tied in in the league. You know, I I don't I don't I I, I feel comfortable in saying that like. He's at a minimum going to go and get you know five six hundred yards and maybe seven eight hundred, you know receiving. Uh, and so I, I'm I don't know what to think about you know Schoonmaker being being in a boot. Uh, you know I don't I don't like it. It's not good. But um, they they got him in the second round. They think a lot of him. He's got great ca- pass catching ability. It's probably going to be you know a solid you know blocker at the very least. I don't Four, think, five, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, his, what's the, the RAS, the raw athletic score. He's got like one of the best all time, you know, for tight ends. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I feel pretty good about the tight end group. I, I don't, I think that regardless of what, of what Schoonmaker's health situation is right now, I think that we do need to temper expectations on like what we actually think that this guy, even if he's healthy, is going to do in his rookie year. Because yeah. you even look at, you even look like, you even look at like first round tight ends in the last like 10 years. And like, we talked about how it's hard to hit on one, but like even the guys who turn in, who first round guys who like turn into, you know, like pretty good tight ends, almost none of them have even five, 600 yard seasons um, as rookies. It's like Kyle Pitts, you know, he went, he, he went for over a thousand his rookie year. And then I think there's like one other guy that had like 600 and everybody else it's like buck 50, 200, 300 yards. Like that's pretty much what you get from a rookie tight end. It's just a, it's a, obviously a, not an, you know, not an easy position to learn to play in the NFL. So yeah, um, I'm expecting. It's, it's, uh, it's block heavy, right? 
Yep. And then you have to know how to get into the soft spots of a defense, which is not an easy feat, right? Defensive yeah. scheme, they scheme to make it hard for you to find a soft spot. Yeah, and, and then the quarterback has to sort of see things the way that you do also and 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 trust that you're going to find those spots. He, does not, he doesn't want to waste a read on you if he can't trust you to find – you know, a soft spot. I don't. I don't think that this is a group that's gonna like light. You know, light everybody up. It's not a an exciting group like to me. But I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's a solid one. Like we've got guys that can go out and you know get you know get a job done. So, um, so it's not a group I'm worried about. Switching gears. Switching gears. Last position on offense. Tony Pollard is a lock. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I, I mean. Were we talking about like to make the roster? Are no, we talking t- about? Tony Pollard as the guy. To make, yeah, to make the roster. He's number yeah. one. He's that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, everybody keeps talking about Deuce, right? Everybody keeps talking about Deuce Vaughn. I can't see the Cowboys cutting them. And we're talking, we're on a 90 man roster. We have 88 men on that roster right now, right? Mm-hmm. But we got to cut to 53, right? So yep. you're only going to keep four running backs on the team. Let's yep. look at this. Yep. Tony Pollard is our number one. Everybody's not talking about cutting Deuce. Deuce is probably going to make the team, right? So here's the two quest, three question marks for me. But let me before I get to those three question marks, let's say let's say it with our chest. Hunter Lipke's going to make the, the 53 men roster, man. They're going to be able to kind of. It looks it. like it. Yeah, and I think what they're going to end up doing because McCarthy was even saying we want to use him in short yardage. I think they may list him as a tight end and keep him and list him as a – because you can run him at H-back, right? And yeah, you know, I, I, I think so. I feel like that that was, that was kind of his profile. That was part of his profile, you know, whenever um, – you know, when they when they signed him. That was what I was reading a lot. I haven't heard a lot of that in the last – you know, since – you know, I haven't heard a lot of that during OTAs. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's something he can do. Yeah, I mean, so just, just listening to minicamp – talk right everybody saying you know you use him as a lead backer and h-back sneak him out the backfield he can catch and after after he catches rack is important and this guy can run after he gets the ball right um so that's a running back but let's say they keep him at tight end let's let's say they keep him on the roster as a tight end but he's gonna play running back but let's say we only got four spots so we won't include hunter but we got Rico Daldell, we got Malik Davis, um, and we have a, a Ronald Ron Jones, Jones, right? Yep. Somebody's the odd man out, bro. Yep. Who? who I mean, think about in your in your assessment. Who do you? Th- I'll tell you mine. You tell me yours. I in my assessment, I think the odd man out is unfortunately going to be Rico Dowdell. I I don't think they brought Ronald Jones in. It would be news if they cut Ronald Jones. It would be big news. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if it'd be big news, but I think there's some fans out there that think if you go and sign somebody in free agency, then that means they're not getting cut. And that's not true at all. No, it's not not true. But my guy is Rico. Tom, on you. Yeah, so... If I, so, this is like this is kind of a weird hypothetical. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna call it a weird hypothetical because I don't think that Lipke, Lupke, whatever, 
I don't think that they're going to carry him as a tight end. I don't think he's going to be one of the four tight ends. I think they'll carry four tight ends, and I don't think he'll be one of the four. Um, I don't. I don't think they'll. Li- I don't think they'll list him as a tight end if they carry him. I think he'll be one of the four running backs. But in this hypothetical, he's, you know, he's the, he's the fourth tight end. Sean McKean gets cut. Um, you know, he's the fourth tight end, and so we've got these three guys left. Um, you know, Malik, Rico, and Ron. Who's getting cut? I think you're probably right. I think it's probably Rico. Um, but I think that if Lucky, if we carry Lucky as a running back, so not, and, I, and I agree with you that Deuce, I think he's a lock, right? So I think T, so so Tony Tony's an absolute lock, right? I mean, obviously, um, and Deuce I think is a lock, and if Lucky, if they're also carrying, if, if he's going to be one of those four. That's three. Then, then I think, then I think Ronald, I think Ron Jones will be the one who gets cut. Yeah. Wow. I think he'll be the one that gets cut. I mean, I, I listen. I would be surprised, but I could see it though. I'm not even tripping on your pick because I could really yep. see that happening, and it's it's sad to think, but it's true though, right? Yeah. And so here's so here's the thing. I think that. Another another big thing that I think this hinges on is if so I, I think Deuce Vaughn definitely makes the team, but if he makes the team as like the fourth guy who's not really getting who's only getting carries and mop up or if somebody gets hurt, then I think that they care. Then I think Ron Jones definitely makes the team. I I think Ron Jones only makes the team as the second back. Does that make sense? Yeah. But he I, only I makes the think, team as he only makes the team as the number two back. I, I think I don't that, think he could take it from Malik though. Yeah, I I to me if they don't if they don't think Deuce if they don't think Deuce Vaughn is a, is the number two back can be the number two back then like I then then I think Ron Jones makes the team as the two, as the second back. But I don't think that they're gonna I don't think they're gonna carry Ron Jones as like the fourth guy who you know comes in and mop up like I think you I, I think you always keep around some young guy um you know as sort of a development project like type guy or whatever like I don't think that because you can always go get a vet it's like if somebody got hurt if Tony Pollard gets hurt or whatever and like you really need like a real vet that you can depend on and you know what you're getting week to week then there's gonna be guy there's gonna be Ronald Jones types sitting on the couch like there there's a bunch of those guys unsigned right now yeah. um I get it. So I think I think Ron Jones is definitely like he's a cut candidate. Uh, but I think it depends on whether or not what Deuce what Deuce does in training camp. Ronald, I'm sorry. I did I did, you know, Ronnie. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I kept I, I kept not, you, Ronnie. Ronnie. It wasn't me. That was Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hearing this, Ronnie, he didn't believe it. I believe it. Uh but you know what? I gotta say this. When the pads gets on, who looks the same? Who is the same type of back, but who's better at being the same type of back? Rico Dowdell and Deuce Vaughn are the same back. Same back. Both small, right? Both small yeah. in stature. Yeah. Both a scat back and can hide. Only difference is Rico's been around this team for three years, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, Deuce is the the he's the pick, you know. So he he's the family pick. I yeah, I just didn't. I, that's why I went with Rico. That's that's exactly why I went. With yeah, Rico. but I mean, like Rico's had injury issues too. Like everything that I've ever read says that says that the coaches 
that the organization, you know, but primarily the coaches like really like him. Um, of course, you know, we say things like this. It's like we, you know, we get online and read, oh, you know, the, the, the coaches, they really like this guy. Like, what are they going to say? Like, yeah, no, I don't like him. He sucks. Like, they're not going to say that about anybody. But it does seem like that that they like Rico. But it's hard to know what you have with him because he's, he's, he's spent he's so always, much time injured. He's always heard the best of, uh, ability is availability. Yeah. We right. all know that. Yeah. Um, so, real quick, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, I, we, we've talked about this before. Isaiah Lands looking really flashy, uh, really, really flashy. We like that. Um, you know, we're, we're nobody's really saying anything about Mozzie because, of course, we haven't been able to be physical, so you don't really get Gotta a get chance the pads to see on. that. Yeah, yep. you don't get a chance to see that physicality. And linebackers yep. get the linebacking when you get the pads on as well. But good news is they say Jabril Cox looks like the Jabril Cox that they brought in, the, the one who's fast, quick, um, who can get to the ball, who recognizes things, who's playing downhill. But again, we got to see that. And, you know, uh, Jabril has to compete with um, uh, other LSU back who, who came in and, and showed what he could do really, really early. That's his starting job over there. And, um, you know, LVE, of course, uh, is a dog. So what what do you think, man? Are you hopeful that you're going to see the Jabril Cox we, we wanted? Or you think, we you know, it's fool's gold because we don't have No, that. I'm not. I- I'm not. No, I'm not hopeful. <laughs> I'm not hopeful. Now, <laughs> how's that for a take? Yeah. Uh, I know I am not. Um, now, I, I'm not saying that he can't make this team because I feel like that this is not a, is not one of the more difficult linebacking groups to you know to 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 make the team you know on. I don't think that's really the right way to formulate that, but. Uh, I don't think that this is one of the best linebacking groups, you know, one of the better linebacking groups in the league. Um, I think that, you know, LV and Demone are penciled in. And I think after that, there's a lot of question marks. Like, I think I think there are a lot of people that have overshone, you know, penciled in as that, as that next guy. And I don't think that that's, I mean, if I had to guess, I'm guessing that he's gonna be that third guy, but I don't think it's a given by any means. Like I, I could, I could see it being him. I could see it being Jabril. I, Jabril. I could see it being Devin Harper. I could see it being, you know, some guy that, you know, some guy that they bring another in. Another linebacker, and he was, I mean, from his highlights, he was a monster. I, goodness gracious, he was a a, a a free agent, an unsigned free agent. Um, just, a, I mean, just a, a monster. I think he was from South Carolina, if I'm thinking right. Um, yeah. But just a big brute come in and hit you in the mouth you know what i'm saying undo your chin strap kind of guy but yeah. i don't know you know um i can't say to you without you know smiling a little bit uh you know i'm hopeful that jabril can make the team i i don't know that he will i don't and know, you know what? Will, but i'm very hopeful i want him to maybe maybe mozzie like day one of camp is just so it's so obvious that this guy i mean like i completely i would be very surprised if he's not this you know starting at, at one of the three technique spots you know date first game like i think i think hank and i think it's osa 
and and Mozzie. Like that's who uh, that's who I expect the guys to be. Like I expect Hankins come. I think Hankins well, coming you know, out. I think many, you know, in many they had uh, uh, Hankins and Mozzie. And I, w- I was going to say, like, I do think that there will be a lot of games where both of them start. Um, I think it's just good. I think it'll depend on the team, you know, that they're playing. And who knows? Maybe that's what happens the majority of the time. I'm not sure, but I think Mozzie is is going to be the the, the clear cut lead dog um, uh, among among the three techniques, you know, on the team. And I mean, that's basically everybody. Um, and but who knows? Like, maybe Mozzie comes in day one and is just like completely freeing up some of these undersized linebackers, you know, that we have like Jabril who haven't really, maybe Jabril, maybe Jabril just needs somebody like that. needs to play behind somebody like that in order to shine. Like maybe because we haven't, you know, had guys, you know, keeping the linebackers clean that that's just been exposing, you know, exposing guys like Jabril and maybe, you know, maybe Jabril can, can separate himself and shine in his own right. Um, if he's being kept clean, you know, in training camp. And so I, I'm not going to rule it out. It's just like, I, I, I want to, I want to believe all the optimistic things I, you know, that I read about this guy or that guy. I know this guy's, you know, in the best, best shape of his career. You know, he's spent, he spent the off season, you know, um, you know, spent tons of time in the off season and with the playbook, you know, yada, yada, like whatever. Um, you know, he's eating right. He's training right. But like the fact remains like, Jabril get, has gotten hardly any snaps in his first two years, and so I mean, I said that, his name. I said his name, and you laughed at me. <laughs> I said his name, you like Jabril Cox. You know what I'm saying? I felt bad for bringing that? it up. You know what I'm saying? It makes me like I always feel like I'm that guy. Like, do you, ever, do you ever see Moneyball? Brad Pitt like plays the Oakland A's like GM. Yeah, or whatever. And like you know, he's in the room with all the scouts, and like they're trying to you know they've. It's toward the beginning of the movie and they're trying to figure out, you know, how they replace like Johnny Damon, you know, these players that they lost from their good, you know, this good team that they had the previous season. And the scout's like, yeah, you know, this guy, like he's a good good hitter and Brad and Brad Pitt, you know, playing Billy Bean is like, if he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? <laughs> and like, sometimes I feel like that guy in these situations where it's like, if he's good, if, if, he's, if he's good, if he's as good as we were hearing that he is, you know, every year, why isn't he playing? Like, cause to me, his playing time tells me the the coaches who know better than anybody whether or not this guy's actually good and can play. It tells me that they don't think he's good because <laughs> he's not playing at all. Man. So. so speaking of not good, our last subject here before we get off. Oh, uh, man. Uh, Mike McCarthy has been talking about him, but uh, I don't mean that because we ain't heard Dan the man. The Dan with Dan the man with the plan. We ain't heard him say anything. But... Mike McCarthy has definitely shot out boss man fat a couple of times in, in, you know, saying <laughs> that he's improved. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, man, I, they said that he done left a lot of his friends alone and, you know, he's done focused on football and maybe so, man. I mean, maybe I just honestly, man, his sample size was big enough to where I think he's just hot garbage. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Hey, and if you heard, if you hear this, I said it with my chest. I, I think you're hot garbage. You can't cover a wet a wet paper towel, a, a, a blanket. Can't cover a kid with a blanket. I mean, it's bad. Like, for real. It, it's, it's one of them things where I don't trust you on any island. Not at all. all right? Fantasy island. Uh, 
Toy Island, Misfit Toy Island. I don't trust you on it. I don't trust you on it for real. And that, but they saying that you know he looks good. They're saying he looks good. He's improving, and he's improved by leaps and bounds, and he can play safety. <sighs> Tom, Tom, what do you think, man? Because I, I just like he doesn't get my vote of confidence. He gets my vote. I, I would vote him off of the island. Like I said, he he doesn't belong on any of these islands with me, and I would vote him off. But hey, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. So if it comes down to him and Nation, and I mean, I think I feel like I, I'm not. I'm not positive that I haven't wavered on this, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've been consistently saying, like, if it comes down to him and Nation, like, I get at this point that Nation's floor is higher, but if we're talking about a guy who isn't is isn't <laughs> super likely to even you know be playing a lot, I'd rather have a guy with a lot of upside. And Calvin Joseph, he's just he's got so much more upside than Nation Wright, in my opinion. And so, like, it's a little late. It's a little late in the... Yes, he does. I mean, this guy... This guy. What? I mean, Nation, what was he, like, fifth round? Something like that? Like... He he definitely wasn't a third rounder earlier. Like, he might have been fourth round. Like, I think he was fifth round, though. Um, I don't know. He wasn't third round, was he? Oh, my keyboard's not working. Um... So, I, Kelvin Joseph. I mean, that, he was a guy that that year he was drafted. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of scouts, if I remember, prognosticators rather. I don't know if you call them scouts, who had first round grades, you know, on him. Like, not he wasn't like top top end of the draft like guy or anything. But there were a lot of people that considered him to be a late first round talent. Right. The only yeah, reason. But, I mean, I'm like, I'm like the 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 quote, the Brad Pitt quote within. Why is he doing it then? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't. Well, so I, that's that's more easy. That's easier to explain. It's like, which why did he with, first round in it? I, didn't I completely. Know why he's not first that's rounded. a fair question. That's a fair question. To me, here's how it's different. Here's how it's different between him and Jabril. It's because with like a, a guy like Jabril, if I say, so what's what's wrong? Is he you know? Is he lazy? Is he not working? You know, like what? Is he is he making bad choices? Like you know, off the field. No, he's doing all those things right. All right, well, if he's doing everything right in terms of his preparation, in terms of, you know, his commitment and all those things, like, and he's just not good, well, you're not really giving me much hope that he can turn it around, right? But with a guy like Kelvin Joseph, if I'm saying, why isn't this guy seeing the field when he is on the field? Like, why isn't he, you know, why is he getting toasted? You know, every single time, you know, it seems like he gets isolated. Oh, well, he's just been a complete knucklehead. He hasn't been committed. And I'm not saying like, oh, well, let's just hang on to everybody who's got talent that is, you know, not committed to the team. Like, no, that's that's dumb. But like you're you're what I hear is that there is a there's reason to hope that somebody can can turn things around. I don't think there's much hope left because this is his third season. Right. It's like we can't wait forever. You can say all the right things, but until you actually like show up and and you know and do what you say you're gonna do, then it's just it's just empty promises. Right? I mean, Tom, Tom, man, look, he even made bonehead plays on specialty. Like, like I said, dude, I completely agree. But we're just talking. We're talking about like the fifth or sixth cornerback spot, right? Like that's what we're talking about. Like we're not talking about. Can, is he? If if we're talking about the battle for like the third corner spot or whatever, then I'm just like. 
if he's either gonna be third quarter or get cut, then let's then cut him because I don't trust him. But like Nation, I don't think is ever gonna be a starting cornerback in this league. Like Kelvin Joseph, he could be. I don't know. He has because he has the talent and the upside. You know, so if you're and- telling me this guy has his head screwed on straight, he's doing everything right, his arrow is pointed up, then like you know he's not he's not causing a disturbance in the locker room. And like, you know, we've got four guys ahead of him that are going to be getting all the snaps anyway, then hold on to him. Well, Eric Scott Jr. and Brooks are making pushes. And I think they're going to push him out the way, honestly. I believe that Dan found um, some jewels in this draft and he's going to use. But like I said, mini camp is mini camp. We're just talking about read and react. Seven on seven. We're going to see. When you strap them up, lace them up, you know, which is coming in July. When you strap them up and lace them up, let's see if, you know, you're a dog and you can hunt. That's that's when it's really going to matter. That's when it's really going to matter. Tom, Tom, final thoughts, man, before we get out of here. I don't really have anything. I'm just ready for these guys to put the pads on. Like, it, it all, you know, spring long, it feels like training camp is just so far away and it's never going to get here. And, you know, like we're only, I mean, what, we're six weeks away? Is that barely, what? Yeah, barely. It's the Six it's, weeks away, month June, and a half. It's June 12th right now. Yeah, so I'm just really excited for these guys to get the pads on, you know. Um, enjoying, you know, enjoying doing the podcast with you. Um, you know, really enjoyed, you know, all the, you know, draft prep and, you know, and especially, you know, when the draft actually went down and, we're kind of starting to get into that period where I'm starting to get a little, starting to get a little antsy, antsy starting to get yeah. a little, starting to get a little anxious and uh, just kind of treading water until training camp gets here. These guys, it's, it's a little hard for me to get excited when they don't have the pads on yet. You know, um, it's a, it's sometimes it feels like a bunch of propaganda. So yeah, for, 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 for what it's worth, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a bona fide like, parting shot but i'm just i'm ready for i'm ready for training camp man well my parting shot is if we're in the top 10 in offense pencil us into the super bowl i'm just saying it i mean this defense is not going to be any worse than it was last year Saxony probably going to be way better which should be scary right i mean we made changes in the offseason to make the defense better at stopping the run, which was our Achilles heel, right? You've got arguably one of the best players in the game defensively in Michael Parsons. You picked up a, a, a Stephon Gilmore as, as a cornerback, and you already had a really good cornerback in Trey Diggs over on the other side. You've got uh, three just really good, solid, professional safeties, not college safety, professional guys and Malik Hooker and in um my God, 27, what's what's name uh guys I can set up in here and drew a blank. Uh we got three really good safeties. 27, six oh, Wilson s- and so Malik Ma- Hooker. Go ahead. J Ron Curse? That's who J Ron Curse. J Ron Curse. So we got three really good safeties. And then you got Jordan Lewis, you got Deron Bland. Yeah. You 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 still have some help over here at corner. Man, listen, and then you got Mozzie. The defense is gonna be 18 points a game. 
if this offense, if this offense can be top 10 and put up 27 to 30 a game, pencil us in the Super Bowl. No. So here's the thing. They're going to be a top 10 offense. Like you can, you can, you want something you can pencil in. Like they're going to be a top 10 offense. Like there's no question in my mind about that. The thing of the thing is, is, is like, so like you watch, you watch some of these NBA teams, you know, they, they shoot the three, they can get into the paint. They can draw two, they can kick to the corner. They can knock the three down. And then they get in, then they get into a playoff series against one of these teams it's got multiple guys that can protect the paint. They have versatile versatile defenders that can switch. They close out on shooters at the three-point line. And now it's like, all right, like this is what you do. You shoot layups and three-pointers. And like that's where the league is at like right now, right? But now whenever you're facing like a lockdown defensive team, now what are you going to do? Like what's your second move? Like what's your what's your counterpunch? Right. Like, is there a guy that you can just give the ball and go and, you know, shoot elbow jumpers? You know what I mean? Like, it's like some of these shots that are considered to be less efficient, you know, shots. But when the defense is taking away everything else, like that's the counterpunch. Right. Like that's and you see teams that like have a lot of success, you know, going to that. Um, And like, I don't know exactly what the equivalent of that is in the NFL, but I do know that there are teams that can light it up all season long for 30. And then whenever they play a really good defense, they have no answer. And there are teams that can, that, you know, are, you know, an average offense and above average offense. But if they play a good defense, like they do have that counter punch where they can still get, you know, 18, 20 points. Like it's not, they're not, they're not going to light anybody up. And like, we have not been that team, right? We've been the team that's going to put up 30 points a game every season be a top five offense. And then we, we get it. We, you know, go play the 49ers and we score 12 points. Right. And like, we have to be a team. We have to be an offense that is versatile and that has answers when the defense is take is taking stuff away. Right. Like we have to just be like, all right, like we're just going to get four. We're just going to give it to Tony Pollard and we're going to get four yards every play. Or like, we're going to, you know, we're going to target, you know, Jake Ferguson 12 times, or, you know, we've, you know, Michael Gallup is stretching the field. Like we need to have a lot of different things that we can, it's not just about scoring points in the regular season. It's about having lots of moves, having lots of punches and counter punches so that a deep, so that a defense can't come in and just shut you down and hold you to 12 points. To me, that's going to be, that's going to be the key this season and if we can if we can add more moves to our arsenal our offensive arsenal then yeah you pencil us in that's that's what i'd say <laughs> like i said my, my part shot it's super accurate i'm telling you and i said this earlier what you're what you're describing is what i said play action yeah and our, our moves because you ain't yep. seen a lot of play action from us but you're gonna yep. see a lot this year our moves is gonna be that going back to shotgun and having four receivers he could kill you with. Yeah, when well, you've been gonna be the difference. You, you've been stressing you've been stressing Dak friendly offense for a long time now. And I think I think it's exactly right. And it's gonna wear your behind out with it. Run. I agree. Run, run, play action, deep man, touchdown. Run, yep. play action, deep man, touchdown. Run, play action, over the middle, 
got a first down. That's yep. just how it's going to look. And then when we get stressed and y'all are stopping that, going to put D- Dak back there in the shotgun and then have Deuce as the running back and it's on. What you yep. want? Pick your poison. It's yep. going down. But I said yep. but I said it like this. This was my punch shot. And I'm gone after this. We're done. We, If we're in the top 10 scoring over, over 27 points a game, pencil us in the Super Bowl. All right. Hey, for my man, Tom Tom, for myself, we are out of here. We're going to holler at you guys. Make sure that you listen to us. Uh, and while you're listening to us on Spotify and on Apple Music, make sure you give us a five-star rating, man. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you like, man. Please do that. Uh, but for myself, for Tom Tom, we out of here. We're going to holler at y'all. Peace.